No one ever knew the struggles he had to go through A hero without a cape, yeah she's gonna still be great Cause she's a fighter, a true survivor Yeah she's a fighter, she's gonna still be great My survivor voice my survivor voice. Hey y'all, thanks for joining me for another episode of My Survivor Voice, the podcast where voice stands for voices of independence, closure, and empowerment. I'm Danny, the founder and president of Arthur Memorial Foundation Incorporated, which is also the nonprofit organization that sponsors this podcast. Our survivor guest today is Shakira Omazin. Shakira is an author, motivational speaker, and a domestic violence and sexual assault survivor. What I love about Shakira is that she does not mind being vocal about her past traumas and using her voice and experiences to encourage and motivate others. So I'm elated to have her on today. Shakira, thank you so much for joining me. Let's start by you introducing yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do, where you're from, whatever you want to share with us. Thank you. My name is Shakira O. Mason with an O, not a. And I am an Amazon two-time best-selling author of collection of poetry titled I Am Not Your Average Black Woman Part One and co-author project titled From Pain to Power, where I share a chapter in this book uh, based off my domestic violence marriage basically a transformational story of how I survived and got out. I am a motivational speaker. I speak on sexual assault, domestic violence, self-love, trauma healing, and I am a podcaster of the So, S-O, Superwoman podcast, which, stre- which streams weekly if I do it weekly, uh, on Apple, Google, and Spotify, where I give tips and tools to help women, particularly women of color, navigate everyday life. And that's pretty much it. Okay, okay. I love it. I love it. So let's kind of jump right in and get to the nitty gritty. Tell me a little bit about your experience with domestic violence. Like, where start wherever you want to start. That's one thing I I do with my clients um, that I advocate for. Start wherever you want to start, but where did you see it? Okay, this is an issue because I know a lot of the time with domestic violence survivors, when it first starts, we don't even know the sign. People don't even know the signs. So when did you first see that? Let's see. Okay, so... I, I first saw it when I was technically growing up in my household. Um, my mother was in an abusive marriage. At the time, I'm what, 13, 14 years old, I didn't really understand. Um, she, you know, she was being striked, you know, hit or whatever, talked too badly, and yet, she still stayed in the situation. So from my interpretation, I thought that's what is acceptable as a woman 
that you stay in those kind of situations. So unfortunately, when I turned 17, I was in my first abusive situation before I got married. Um, it was very toxic. The guy that I was with at the time, he was like 40. Okay, he lied about his age. We're not gonna go there. And I was only 17. And nobody knew that I was going through that. And so at the time, I had just got put out of my mother's house. And so I had nowhere to go. I was basically sleeping from friend's house to friend's house. And then I was with this guy. I met him. He knew my situation. He kind of took care of me, but then he didn't. And so that was all when I was 17. And then when I turned 21, 22, I was able to get out, right? And I said to myself, I'm never going through that again, right? That's what I said. I was like, no, now that I know I'm 21, 22, all right, years go by after that. I didn't have really good relationships with men overall. You know, the men that I were involved with, they were liars, they were cheaters, they were manipulators, they would use me. And I used to buy them, like, I'm not going to have a lot of money. But uh, I felt like I had to buy these men. They would take my money. I would buy them sneakers, clothes. Like, I'm a damn sugar mama. And that stemmed from my low self-esteem. Because I'm like, hold on. They're supposed to be buying this stuff. Anyway, then I got into my marriage, okay, in 2016, which was domestic violence. Now, you would think, I thought I learned. But I didn't learn. And so when I tell my story, of course, at the time, I was ashamed because I'm like, damn, two times. So I'm in therapy now, extensive therapy, because I feel I feel that when it comes to me and, and men, I don't know. I'm just being honest with me. It's something going on. There's some kind of disconnect. And so I at this age, I'm 34 years old. I cannot afford to be in no kind of abusive situation, whether it's verbal, physical, mental. I was in that twice, okay? And once should have been enough, but by the grace of God, unfortunately, I had to learn the hard way, and I still survived both times. So my story is important because I've been through it twice. And unfortunately, as victims, you may go through it more than one time for you to finally get it. And it's okay, but it should be your last time, okay? Because both times I could have lost my life. And at the time when I was, well, like I said, no one knew when I was telling my story, I was embarrassed because I'm like, I think I'm cute. Okay, I think I got a nice body and whatnot. And here I am dealing with these toxic men, buying them off, this and that. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? You know, and so I was hard on myself because I'm like, damn, I should know better. And then people who knew me at the time, like I said, they didn't know. And if they hear this story now, because not everybody knows that I was in two abusive relationships because I only talk about the marriage, right? I don't talk about in my teenage years with the other person. So people who probably hear this now probably like, well, damn, yeah, she need therapy. Okay, I know I need therapy, but don't judge me, okay? We all need a little therapy. But I say this to say to women who go through this, um, unfortunately, you're going to hit rock bottom 
right? And I had to hit rock bottom twice. And God was like, all right, you know, what we doing? Twice, you know? And so I'm traumatized to ever have to experience that again, Danny, okay? And so I'm very, very vocal on getting out, staying out. The key word is staying out because unfortunately I got out of one situation, but then I ended up in another. And it, it, it's, it's easy to fall into a pattern as a victim. And unless you go through it, you're not gonna understand it because outside looking in, you know, most women will say, oh, I ain't gonna have no man ever put their hands on me. Oh, ain't no man gonna talk to me like that. And you don't know that until you're actually in it. So I'm very big on encouraging victims, okay? And even survivors, because even though you're a survivor, you can still go back to being a victim. And it's an ongoing cycle, Danny. Like, you have to constantly train yourself to love yourself better. It's daily. Get extensive therapy. It's daily. Okay, I've endured trauma since the age of 10, 11 years old. I've survived child abuse. Okay, so I've had years of trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma. And then I got into relationships and I was attracting these men. And they knew that I had trauma. And they're going to know. Okay, they're going to know who they can get. So you have to know self. And oh, I feel like I said a whole bunch of stuff, girl. All right, I'm done. I'm so glad that you brought up the point that um, they're going to know. So no, you said a lot of stuff, but I'm glad that you said a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of the times, I don't think um, survivors of domestic abuse, when they're going through the domestic abuse, I don't think they realize that that person that um, is, their, their perpetrator, so to speak. I don't think they realize that a lot of the times they do know, they know your past before they approach you. Um, or they think they know your past. I'll say they know things about you that draws them to you because let's, let's be clear. Uh, abusers, their MO is control. They want to be able to control something, someone, somewhere. And when they see that weak spot, like you mentioned, the older guy who knew you know, your age and knew you had been through this trauma and knew your situation, they prey on that. that. That's just call it what it is. They're predators and they prey on those types of things. And then once they get you in their class, they, they start out with the love bombing and shower you with gifts and how much they love you and make you feel like they're the only person who will ever love you this way. And then boom, once they think they got you, they start in on the control. And that's when the, the abuse starts. So I'm glad you mentioned that that tidbit for people like they do know they absolutely know they've done their homework a lot of the time so thank you for sharing all of that um what would you say is like i'm remember you saying and mentioning the um thoughts that you had when you said like oh i would never go through this again this is it uh -uh. I, what are some myths or um just some awareness tidbits that you would share with people you were speaking to or with our audience about domestic violence, like things that you hear people saying, you like, mm -mm, girl, I lived through it. This ain't, that ain't what that is. That's not it. 
Um, I'm glad you brought up that point. I would definitely say um, um, one myth is if I stay with the person long enough that they'll change. They never change. Mm, that's a good one. That is a good They one. will never change. And if you think you can change them, then you must be just as crazy as them. You know what I'm saying? Right, I think again. Absolutely. That that is a big one too. That is something that every one of I can honestly say, and I don't say a hundred percent of my survivors on anything because they all have different stories and different situations. But I can honestly say a hundred percent of my survivors say he said he'd never do it again, but he did it again. I have heard that from a hundred percent of the women that I've advocated for. Um, another one that I like to share because it's, it's backed by um, statistics is um, when I hear people say, um, I'm leaving or she going to leave this time or I'm going to leave this time and this is it. And it's their first time leaving. Let's be clear, especially for those who support survivors or have a, a family member who's going through that you're supporting. It takes a survivor on average seven times to leave their abuser for good. Before they leave permanently, most survivors are going to go back at least once. A lot of them are going to go back six or seven times. So that was a big one for me. If you had to share anything for survivors to be aware of, or not even survivors, people in relationships, let's just start there because any relationship can turn into a DV situation. For people in relationships, if you had to share something as far as it pertains to domestic violence awareness, what would it be? Mm. Oh, my girlfriend, that's a heavy one for me. For me, I look at the smallest thing because I've experienced it. And for me, the smallest thing is if he if the man gets angry at something so insignificant, something so small, if he has an outburst right for me that's a red flag it could be something so stupid you know and i'm like okay maybe something spilled on the floor or you spill something on the floor and then he start yelling at you could you spill something on the floor like wait hold up sir it's an accident i ain't poured on the floor right yeah absolutely that's that's from red flags too let's Mm -hmm. let's dig into that let's let's unpack that um because i found that things that are red flags um, for from a supporter standpoint, you're speaking from a survivor standpoint. I'm speaking of someone who loves a sub or loved a survivor um, mm-hmm. standpoint. Things that most people don't deem to be red flags, I now know are red flags. So, what is something that like I know you mentioned the him getting angry at you know the slightest thing, which I think that's a common red flag. But is there any one red flag that's not so common that kind of sticks out to you? I would definitely say, hmm, damn, because it, it's it's a tricky, it's tricky, it's it's kind of tricky because you know, like I said, people are so good at pretending, you know, and it's like okay, I think for one, it would definitely have to be the fact that he starts to like call you names 
-hmm. It could be something small like that. Even if you have an argument, anytime, I don't care if, you know, call me the B word, it just take you one time to say that. And I'm, I'm not going to be comfortable because it always starts verbal. But some people won't mess around, like, won't pay attention to it. You know, it's a heat of argument, like you fight and Especially, right. that depends on your culture, too, right? Because yeah. like, in our in our culture, especially amongst women, the B word has been used as a term of endearment for how long? And so, like, if your homegirl's calling you bees all the time, you used to hearing that word. Then he say it, that stuff roll off your back like it ain't nothing like that. Bye. But you're right. It is It is a, a big red flag. One for me is love bombing um, and that overprotectiveness. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize until my niece's situation that that is such a huge red flag for domestic violence. I didn't realize that because that love bombing is literally one to soak you in. And then that overprotectiveness is all about control. Oh no, don't wear that. Like that jealousy. Yes. That what yes. cute jealousy. You know, a lot of women think like, oh girl, he don't want me to wear that dress because that ain't cute. Look big in that dress. Girl, he is trying to control you. You know what I mean? Like, oh girl, he won't let me. My husband ain't gonna let me wear that because he said, you know, my boobs sit up too high. Yeah, he he's mm -hmm. controlling you. It's all about control. So um, that, that, those are big red flags for me now when I hear my friends saying, oh, um, well, he ain't going to want me to, my husband ain't going to want me to do that. He ain't going to want me to wear that. Like, and I get, it's, I, I'm married. So I get all about respecting your spouse and, you know, not putting yourself in situations that can be deemed inappropriate. But when it comes to like the way you dress, especially if you were dressing like that when you met him and now all of a sudden he like, nah, Exactly, because that's what you, that's what you was wearing. You was wearing the poom poom shorts in the hawker time, and he saw you. So now it's a problem. No, I'm sorry. I just have to say that. Yeah, no, no, no. Absolutely, <laughs> I agree 100. Like, so I'm really big on sharing those with um, just really anybody. I anybody mm -hmm. that'll listen to me, <laughs> like anybody that'll listen to me. I share those things because those are signs that we missed. You know, yeah. Like, thought, oh, he's so sweet. He's protective of them. Nah, he crazy, oh, girl. Run. It, hello. <laughs> hello. So, absolutely. So, let's talk a little bit about what your life is now. What it's like now as a survivor of domestic violence. Truthfully, because, you know, I'm, I'm the transparent queen. Absolutely. It's still going to be challenging. Right? It's been since 2020, I I told my spouse to leave. I told him to leave. This time I had to tell him to go, okay? Um, many other times he would just leave. I would chase after him. He would come back like every 90 days, girl. And you know, at some point you get tired, right? I, I had the final straw when I got injuries that I had to go to the hospital. That was my final straw, okay? And I had to miss work. That was my final straw. You mess with my money. You mess with my looks because I'm cute. Oh, we gonna have problems, respectfully, okay? And so as a survivor, it never gets easy, okay? It don't matter how many years you've been out of the abuse, you, you are not the same. 
Like you'll never be the same. And that's, that's, that's the thing with survivors, right? The trauma changed you. Now, unfortunately, it can change you for good to do better or it changes you for bad where you're paranoid. So you have to make sure that you get the support that you need to get professionally, spiritually, whatever it is that you believe, because a survivor can easily turn back to a victim, right? And it's always going to be challenging. I battle mental health. I battle depression and I have had depression all of my life, but I didn't I didn't properly take care of it until I got out of my abusive marriage. Okay? And so mental health, my mental health was already in trouble. So then when I got when I was in the two abusive relationships, it just made it worse. And so now that I'm finally free, right? I still have days where I feel like I can't move forward. And that's normal. And you don't want to rush it. I think when you hear the word survivor, people like to put a time frame on it. Like, oh, you've been out of it for two, three years now, and you and you still have days where you can't get up. Yeah, right, it's right. it's it's trauma, right. and it's not healthy for you to ignore it. At the same time, don't stay in it. Right. So you can't stay in the depression if you battle depression or whatever it is you're battling. You can't stay in it. You acknowledge it for the moment and you have to find ways to get up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's for every survivor. And, you know, the more you talk about it, the more healing can occur. Right. Absolutely. And at the same time, even if you're talking about it, you may get triggers, unfortunately. There's some things that give me triggers, but I know what they are and I have ways to cope. And that's key. That's key. Knowing knowing that you have triggers and being able to identify those triggers is huge. So kudos to you for that. I, Thank you, girl. Yeah, kudos to you for that. Because I mean, I, I feel like, you know, you you like, look, I'm gonna do the work. Because I'm going to come out of this thing and I'm going to be good and I'm going to help some other women. So I love that. So speaking of you helping other women, let's talk about some of the great things that you're up to now. All right, girl. So let's see. Uh, I'm working on the website, right? Uh, I hope it launched this month. It's just, you know, I'm trying to get some things in order because I'm looking to get paid speaking engagements. So I have to have a I have to have a professional website, which is it was done professionally. Uh, I just gotta get it together, so to speak. I've been working on my podcast, season two, already episode seven. I'm about to hit yes. season two, episode Y'all ten. Have seen me share a bit of her content from her podcast too, so definitely check her out there. Yes, yes. Um, I'm currently working on turning my poetry book into an audio book. I'm also uh, looking to write a little book of quotes, original quotes. Uh, the okay. ama- the amazing quotes. It's gonna be like ten little cute quotes for ten hours, 
And they're all original, and I might put those in series because I always be coming up with different things, girl. Yeah. And so I, I definitely want to work on that as well. So I have things coming up, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be more active in the summertime. I'm gonna start doing a little stand up comedy too because the people say I'm funny. I like and, it. And I'm gonna be doing my open mics again. I used to do open mic before Corona. I used to yeah. do my spoken word, read my poetry, and whatnot. Um, yeah, so Shakira Omeza is getting things done in these streets, okay? I love it. I like mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. I like it. That's what's Thank up. you. You got a definite, I know you said you're going to be doing some stand-up, but I, well, I'm not worried about it. I know you're going to put content out about your stand-up. I was going to say, you got to definitely share that, but I, I know you do. Of course. <laughs> the, the people, the people going to laugh, hopefully in the audience. <laughs> well, I probably laugh at my own jokes. I don't care. Look, you got to be your biggest supporter, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But um, Shakira, thank you so, so much for joining me and sharing your story and giving a little insight into, you know, surviving domestic violence. I truly appreciate it. You know, DV is something that's really close to my heart. That's what I do on a daily. So I so appreciate you. Um, tell everybody where they can find you, social media, website, whatever you want to drop, share that information so that they'll know um, where to experience your art artistry. Yes, thank you. All right. So uh, the website, I, I'm going to let you know uh, as time goes along. So we're going to talk about that later, Danny, right? Okay, now, okay. for now, right, my social media is I could be found on Instagram at so underscore superwoman and i on facebook as well not as active but it's shakira amazing and my poetry book is on amazon i am not your average black one part one y'all could get it there uh the other book uh don't buy it on amazon the pain the power you need to uh hit me up directly because i gotta sell this on my own that's another story okay and okay, so okay, make sure that you get that link in the bio so they can get it there. <laughs> yeah, because that, that, yeah, but the main thing is the poetry book. If you get it on Amazon, I do plan to sell autographed copies. I just got to get it together, okay, on the website. Okay, nice. And my podcast, So Superwoman, currently streaming on Apple, Google, and Spotify, okay. And I need y'all to subscribe. And it's free. I have did the paid one, but that ain't go so well. But it's free. And, you know, listen to it, share with the people for me. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Once again, Shakira, thank you so much for joining me. And um, I cannot wait to see what great things you got coming up. And with that, y'all, we are going to sign off. And we'll see y'all next time. Peace. If you know someone in an abusive relationship, there are ways you can help. Listening, offering support, providing resources, assisting with safety plan creation, and respecting their choices are all ways to support them. For more information on how to support survivors of domestic violence, visit the Women's Advocates Organization at www.wadvocates.org.
Y'all, thank you so much for listening to this month's Survivor Story. And a special thanks to Shakira Omazin for sharing her experiences with us today. As always, I hope something said today has inspired you to keep on surviving. And if you've got a Survivor Story that you'd like to share, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at My Survivor Voice and click the link in the bio. But heads up, y'all. Submissions are closed for this season, but you can definitely submit for next season. To keep up with me and my antics, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at trulydanny underscore L. That's T-R-U-L-Y-D-A-N-I underscore E-L-L-E. And until next time, remember y'all, you can't heal what you won't reveal. So speak up. Let them hear your survivor voice.